Welcome into the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? Welcome in. It's draft season. It's upon us. And we've got lots of players to talk about as the Texans have so many picks in this year's draft, including the number two overall pick, the number 12 overall pick. That could change, of course. But for now, we've definitely got those. And who knows? We may even have more. But a lot of players that the Texans hope to add in this year's draft class. So we've got lots of homework to get to, kids. And I had a chance to catch up with some of the beat reporters throughout the college ranks last year. And I loved learning about all these different players from more of a personal side from the beat reporters that covered them every single day. And I thought, hey, we got to bring this series back because I feel like it helped me with my draft homework. And I think for all of you listening who want to get to know some of these prospects a little bit better, it'll help you as well. So we're going to get right to it. We're going to get to some of the best players in this year's draft class as we approach the draft. And we'll try to crank these out week by week. I'll also have them up on HoustonTexans.com. If there's any player that you want to hear about in particular, hey, just shoot me a message on Twitter at Deep Slant. So let's get right into it. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston, stream Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network, and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? We're talking to beat reporters from around the college ranks, and I've got Charlie Potter, who I spoke to last year, he's from 24-7 Sports and covers Alabama football, Alabama basketball, everything Alabama. Last year, we talked about some prospects, Charlie, and uh, this year, we've got some more prospects to talk about, but I want to hit you up first with this news about D'Amico Ryans, because obviously, former Alabama alum, what was the news in Tuscaloosa like when y'all found out that he was going to be head coach of the Houston Texans? Yeah, first things first, thanks for having me on again, but um I think Alabama fans were super excited for D'Amico. I think they've seen his kind of meteoric rise in the profession and and followed it closely. I mean, heck, Alabama has a small army of of players in the NFL. Uh, so, you know, we do like weekly recaps over at our site. And, you know, you, you mentioned D'Amico once you start kind of whittling it down to the playoff ranks and where he's you know, looking for from a professional standpoint and for him to to go back to a familiar place like Houston, where he made a name for himself as a player. I think has excited a lot of Alabama fans. Uh, you and I were talking before we started recording this. I think there were some out there that were you know, holding out hope that maybe he would give some attention to Alabama and his defensive coordinator opening. I think that was most fans <laughs> realized that was kind of a pipe dream because uh, he interviewed or was at least getting interest from uh, every team in the NFL with an opening. But no, I think Alabama fans are excited for D'Amico. He's a guy that you know, he's a, a pre-Saban player, so a lot of the old heads really remember. But there's a lot of dark days between the the 92 National Championship and, and when Saban came to town and started winning them. But, yeah, I think fans look back fondly on D'Amico's time and remember what a special player he was. It's nice to know that he's not just coveted in the NFL, but he's coveted in the college football ranks <laughs> as well. Let's talk about Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner, projected number one overall pick or first quarterback taken in this year's draft. What's the, his biggest asset you think that really sets Bryce Young apart from the other quarterbacks in this draft class? I think there's a lot that that sets Bryce apart. I mean, first and foremost, he's a good person. I think the the guys that are coming out, they're going to be at the top of the draft for Alabama. They're, they're some of the most special people that ever come through the program. Uh, and, and Bryce is right at the top of that list. But no, I, I think he's a special player. He can make special things happen. You know, we saw the last two seasons, his two years as a starter, Really during the Saban era is probably the the time that we've seen a quarterback kind of shoulder the load the most. 
I know Texans fans are familiar with, with John Mechie and, you know, fans got to see a glimpse of, of Jamison Williams a little bit this past season in the NFL, but those guys were, were banged up at times in 2021 when Bryce won the, the Heisman. They were gone this past season and Alabama had some young guys have to step up at the quarterback position. So, you know, more so than ever, at least during the Nick Saban era, the quarterback had to make plays on the play in and play out basis really and and Bryce did that you, know, you can look back at, at certain moments the the Auburn game two years ago whenever he led a, a comeback drive and, and won that game in overtime heck even the Tennessee game this year I know Alabama lost that but you know Bryce is coming off that shoulder injury he just has a a remarkable performance to keep them in that game. So he's just a guy that can make plays on a consistent basis. I know that's that's very vague. There's some nuances and intricacies of, of what he brings to the table, but he's just a he's a player. He's a playmaker. And um, you know, I, I know he's a guy that he, he's gonna say the right things in terms of, you know, he gives credit to his teammates and stuff like that. But Alabama's offense wouldn't have been the same without number nine in the past two seasons. And yeah, I think there's a reason that he's a guy that you mentioned is, is being discussed for the, the top overall pick in this draft. What do you think of the chatter or the assessment of his size at six feet tall and 194 pounds? He's obviously shorter and lighter, I should say, than some of the other quarterbacks in this draft class. But what do you make of it? You've watched him throughout his career at Alabama. You think too much is made of it? Or do you think there is something there as far as what his transition might be like and his durability in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, We've seen it kind of be debunked a little bit here of late with some smaller quarterbacks being drafted and having success. I know, you know, Drew Brees was for a long time the, the outlier, but you know, we've seen it happen. And for Bryce, I know with the size, durability is the first thing that comes up in this past season. You know, he was banged up. He had the, the shoulder issue, but he's a guy that the reason that he got hurt in that game is because he's always trying to make a play. It's almost like um, he's a baseball player. He's just out there trying to hit a home run every time he steps up to the plate. And I think they kind of try to teach him how to get rid of the ball. You know, you don't have to throw a touchdown on every play. So that was kind of beneficial in that regard. And we saw him you know, do that more when he came back from the injury. But, you know, that was really the only issue that, that he had at least known, uh, made public. You look at the year that he won the Heisman Trophy, Alabama's offensive line gave up 41 sacks in 2021. So he was getting hit a lot and didn't really have any issues with that. And, and again, that's a year that he literally rewrote Alabama's record book from a passing standpoint. So he is short. I'll be interested to see what uh, he he measures in at, at the combine and, and maybe Alabama's pro day. But he is a guy that when you watch him play, you don't really think about that. Now, he's elusive. He can move. Uh, it's not like he disappears behind the the mountain of men that Alabama has on his offensive line, but you know he's a guy that uses his size to an advantage sometimes with his ability to move the the sticks with his legs. But you know it, it'll be interesting to see what happens from that standpoint come like combine time and things like that. But I haven't thought it's been any kind of knock on his game in his time at Alabama, and it hasn't really been something that's been discussed up until he made the decision to turn pro. Like that wasn't. A, a talking point or something that came up because it was never an issue with his game in college. I mean, other than playing in a national championship and hoisting a trophy, I mean, he had about as good of an ending as you could want for a college player. Spectacular Sugar Bowl performance, five touchdowns, he earned an MVP. Was that enough to really solidify him as the number one overall pick? I, I don't think one performance really does it. I, I think it, you know, it to me, for him to, choose to play in that sugar bowl, which you hate to say it. I hate that it's even a narrative, but those get deemed meaningless games because of the college football playoff 
for him and, and Will Anderson and some of the other guys that are going to be uh, top guys taken in the draft, for them to choose to play, I think says a lot about their character. But, you know, for him to go out there and not just go through the motions to really play well, you know, he had five touchdown passes in that game. He only attempted 21 passes. So he was very efficient and effective. And then for him to get that curtain call that he deserves as a player uh, was a special moment. I know a lot of the his teammates, you know, guys like Will Anderson who spoke uh, with him at the podium, you just talked about what he's meant to them as a teammate. So it was very fitting. But um, no, I think before that, you know, he's a guy that was very much so in the mix for the number one pick, because like I said, he's he's a special player that makes special plays happen. You know, I, I think Kansas State's a good team. They obviously beat TCU in the Big 12 championship. But no, I, I think he's a guy that I think his career really speaks for itself. And that really cemented him as a special, special player. But I don't know if it really did anything to to really solidify his spot. I think he was very much in that conversation before that. Well, I have to say, I've really enjoyed some of his commercials, particularly the Dr. Pepper ones. I think he's a fantastic actor. But what can you tell us about his personality, what he's like off the field? Yeah, I mean... It's it seemed cliche that that's kind of what I started with about him as a person, but Bryce is just he's just a good dude. He comes from a good family. He's a guy that you know Alabama puts its players through media training before they come up and, and speak to us. Now they have them since COVID. We've kind of had a press conference setting with the players behind a podium rather than us kind of gathering around them and being maybe a more intimate setting. But Bryce has always handled that professionally. You know, he's a guy that he's always going to say the right thing, and it doesn't come off as like coach speak it seems genuine you know we don't get a chance to really be around them a lot like from a locker room standpoint that's closed we don't go to practice or anything Bryce is always just like even just seeing him out in public super nice kid I think his teammates thought the world of him he's a guy too you're right with the commercials he's charismatic I think he can definitely be the face of a franchise given what he does on the field, but how he carries himself off of it. And again, I think that has a lot to do with his upbringing. It has a lot to do with his faith. It has a lot to do with just him as a person. And um, he's a, he's a really good dude. He's a cool dude. And I think Bryce is for just from a, like a PR standpoint, I think any organization would be happy to have him in the building because you're not gonna have to worry about Bryce. And heck, if you need a commercial, like you said, go grab Bryce. He's probably willing to do it and he's going to knock it out of the park. All right. We've got a couple of uh, former Alabama alums here on this Texans team. I talked to you last year, but Texans end up drafting Christian Harris and John Mechie. We all saw what John Mechie went through last year. What can Texans fans look forward to? Let's say they do draft Bryce Young, but what about that Mechie and Bryce Young connection? What is there to look forward to? And, and just Mechie in particular when he returns back to the field. No, I mean, I think... First of all, just seeing how the Texans have embraced Mechie has been really cool. The videos they put out there um, with him going through his cancer treatment and things like that, it's been good to see because he's he's another guy. I mean, it, it sounds like a broken record, but he's a good dude too. And uh, I think though, if Bryce were to end up in Houston and Mechie's able to get back on the field next season, I think that makes life a little easier for Bryce because he has that familiarity with John. And um, you look at the 2021 season, you know, Mechie had almost 100 catches, over 1,100 yards. You know, Jamison Williams was really the the deep threat, but Mechie was the do-everything receiver on that team. Uh, kind of security blanket of sorts for Bryce. And uh, he's a guy that got on the field 
when Alabama had Devontae Smith and Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs and Jalen Waddle on that team. He got on the field as a freshman and he was kind of that fifth wide receiver of that team. That says a lot because, you know, most of those dudes are, are still in the NFL and, and playing really well. So I think John, whenever he's healthy, can certainly make an impact. And like I said, I think he can be, he can help Bryce out in his rookie year if they end up on the same team again. All right, good stuff. That's Charlie Potter. He covers Alabama football for 24-7 sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Charlie underscore Potter. Charlie, appreciate the time. Thanks for the insight. Yeah, no problem. Thanks again for having me. That's going to do it for the podcast. Be sure to check out HoustonTexans.com for more coverage. Of course, also the YouTube channel as well. Just hit subscribe for the Houston Texans. We've got lots of great coverage there. Thank you so much for listening. Keep it tuned for more draft prospects as we crank these out every single week. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.